Hello and welcome to True Crime Diary. As we're between podcasts this week, we thought we'd throw in a one-off special bonus episode. You lucky people. I'm your host Mark Decano and with me as always are my friends Jed Lester. Hello. And Rue Turner. Hello. We want your reviews. If you're on Apple Podcasts, please leave a review and preferably five stars. And if not, you can always email your review to us at stuff at truecrimediary.co.uk or through our Facebook page or Instagram account. And links to all of those are available on our website, www.truecrimediary.co.uk. And in appreciation of every five-star review, we'll give you a shout-out in a future episode. So the date we're looking at this week is 11th of June, and in 1962, three prisoners of the Alcatraz Federal Penitentiary made an audacious and daring escape from their cells and from the island. None of the three were ever seen again, but the escape from the inescapable prison became legend, and the three men remain on the US Marshals' wanted list to this day. I thought it was two of them. Me too, yeah. In film terms, are we talking about Clint Eastwood? (laughs) <laughs> yeah, he didn't escape from the prison. You're talking, you're thinking of the movie Escape from Architects. Sorry, Clint Eastwood. Yes, indeed, that is the very escape to which we. Uh, is it know. really? Yeah, I. I'm sure there were two. Well, it's a film, but uh, I'm sure there were there were two in that. Were sure, you got brothers? that right. There were two brothers. Yeah, <laughs> okay. so there's John and Clarence Anglin, the Anglin brothers, and the Eastwood character. That was uh, Frank Morris. There was a fourth man in the escape as well, named Alan West. So there were actually four people in the plan. But on the night of the escape, Alan West couldn't get out of his cell, so the others left without him. Smart, I got open. Don't you know how to open the door? Just put your hand on the knob. Turn it to the left. Now pull it towards you. That's the that's the first roadblock, really, to escaping a prison. <laughs> <laughs> Can you get out of your own cell? I can't remember if that was a, a thing in the film where someone was left behind. It sounds it's quite good for a film, so I suspect. Yeah. Can you remember if that was in? It sounds quite a good little plot tie. Of, oh no, he's mm. he's. Whatever, can't honestly. I don't remember. Key. I don't remember. The only thing I can remember from the film is the paper mache heads. His spoon was too blunt to dig his way out. Yeah, yeah. And the spoon. Yeah, yeah. What does Alcatraz? Does Alcatraz mean anything? Does it translate? It does. To, yeah, I think it does. Yeah. yeah. I th- all it's Mexican the, for the name of a bird that lives on the all island. The, Alcatraz. Oh. All the birds. <laughs> is it pelican yeah. or puffin? I've forgotten. Which all the is. puffins. <laughs> are, they, are there puffins in I keep Francisco? saying all. <laughs> I keep saying all. It's not all at all. Uh, yeah, it means pelican. Or pelican. It means, um, pelican. Excellent. Manny, look at it. Pelican. Pelican. Come on, pelican. It means strange bird. They, they take it to me. The whole, the whole thing yeah. is hmm. strange bird. Oh, that's good. Yeah. I wonder when it was named. Pre, pre-prison times, I presume. It, yeah, think? it was Alcatraz Island before it was Alcatraz Prison. It's right, called no, the prison sorry. because okay. it's on Alcatraz Island, not not because they right. Built sorry, it. <laughs> it's not right. Okay, yeah. and it wasn't it wasn't built to imprison pelicans. Not no, officially, they might have been vicious. <laughs> and a vicious gang of pelicans. robbers <laughs> used to rob people. The pelican gang, and they stored <laughs> the jewels in their in the, their bill. beak bill. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so what are we talking about this week? Are we just talking about the history of Alcatraz? Are we talking about the history of Pelican Island? <laughs> well, we're talking really, really about the escape. So I can tell you a little bit about those involved. So Frank Morris, he was sent to Alcatraz because of his many escape attempts. In fact, the reason most of the inmates were at Alcatraz was because they repeatedly tried to escape other, or escape from other prisons. Yeah, that's interesting, isn't it? 
Wasn't weren't they, him and his brother were, were both pretty good at doing that, though, weren't they? They were yes. quite successful at getting out of other prisons, but they yeah. weren't successful at getting caught again. No, that's true. Okay, they weren't, yeah. they weren't successful at remaining. If escaped. I was, I'd <laughs> have. Um, if I was, uh, <laughs> what would I be? Governor of California? Is that that? Yeah, yeah. I'd have employed them yeah. as consultants yeah. if they were. You reckon they were like really good at it? Yeah, that's what you do, isn't it? Well, you got it all wrong. I don't give jobs. I hire men. Mind you, I don't know. How did they? Why did they go to prison in the first place? I mean, don't say it was <laughs> fifty-nine murders or whatever. No, it was um, all of them. It was robbery or uh, it's like bank robbery or tax evasion. Uh, yeah, well, if you're <laughs> going to spread our wings to other inmates, then yes. But for the guys involved here, it's bank robbery. Um, Alan West was in for car theft. Really? Seems quite, is that it? quite extreme, yeah. isn't it? Steal yeah. a car and end up in Alcatraz. So again, it's because he was trying to escape all the time, so right. they put him in the inescapable oh, Therefore, utilise yeah. his skills. Nick in a car. I mean, basically, you should be. You should have said, have a have a scan of the pris and yeah. uh, let us know if you can get out of it. Yeah. yeah. And he would have said, yes. Up until the There's sea, a lovely big sea room bit. down the end of the corridor. <laughs> if you can help us keep everybody else in, you can have that room. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think it's a certain type of uh, character that you might be able to reform enough to give the advice. But I think for the most part, and certainly for the part of these kinds of people, they, every time they even released them out of prison and they're rehabilitated, so to speak, they suddenly they immediately go back to do crime. So I think if you get right. in a position of trust, it wouldn't yeah. do you any good. Oh, I see you mean. Not, not great okay. rates of recidivism. Right. You are the living proof of the low quality of work we demand of our employees and a bad example to the younger employees who figure that if you can get away with it, they can too, they don't have to be any better than you are, which is zero. Yeah. So Frank Morris, he was uh, very, very intelligent. He apparently tested in the top 2% um, of of smart folks. Smart people. (laughs) (laughs) Um, He was sent to Alcatraz because of his escape from other prisons. He was in and out of incarceration since he was 13. He escaped. He was doing ten-year stretch for bank robbery in Louisiana State Prison when he was uh, rearrested for burglary after he escaped that prison. <laughs> so he broke out, and a year later he was rearrested for another charge. He'd already tried to, to do a burglary. Yep. Um, he went into Alcatraz in January of 1960. John and Clarence Anglin did repeated break-ins since they were 14. Um, they were sentenced to 35 years in 1958 for bank robbery. And again, because of repeated escape attempts, they were moved to Alcatraz in 1960. Clarence went in 61. And Alan West, who was put in there for car theft in 1955, and he was transferred to Alcatraz for, again, escape attempts in 1957. He was 28 at the time that he went in. Mm-hmm. So this is the gang of four. You'll probably come into this, but um, there was a reason. It was a, an island in the sea, the bay, I suppose. Tectonics. <laughs> yeah, that's usually the reason. But meaning uh, to dissuade uh, escape attempts. Yes. To me, I've I've been in San Francisco and seen Alcatraz. I haven't been on Alcatraz. Yeah. To me, way. I could swim that. <laughs> <laughs> but you I'm I'm happy to be told that it's I don't know quite cold <laughs> or. Uh, mm. Choppy. I've, I've seen Alcatraz from the ferry as well. Have you? Yeah. yeah. And I swam across the Thames at Richmond Bridge, and I don't think I could swim <laughs> back to the land from Alcatraz. So you, what you're comparing is a 30 metre 
flat stretch of tidal water yeah. or non-tidal water to um, the sea. Is it, is it like the Pacific or is it just the bay? Yeah, it's a sheltered bay, but is it's it? got mm. apparently quite a nasty undertow. And it's but that's under. Yeah, <laughs> you're on. You're on the top. Oh, well, that's fine. <laughs> yeah, forget it. It's also about fifty-five degrees Fahrenheit, which is about twelve. Fifty-five in centigrade. Fahrenheit. Oh, right. Yeah, okay. So it's not. Uh, it's not the warmest spot, and it's probably always that kind of at its warmest. Yeah, twelve. So the so. shock would be. Yeah, twelve, yeah. Deg- twelve degrees. Well, that, that temperature in air is, I find, quite balmy and pleasant. <laughs> what water <laughs> at twelve degrees? I should think would be a little chilling. Chilling. Yeah. Yeah. Just keep swimming. Just keep swimming. Swimming. You're talking swimming. about two miles to shore. Is it? Yeah. I thought it was shorter. It's maybe a mile and a half, maybe two miles, depending on which direction. But it's Surely it's the same distance from one side to the other as yeah. it is back again. It's longer. No, when depending on which direction from the island. If you swim <laughs> north to... Uh, Alaska. <laughs> <laughs> miles there. If, you, if you're swimming north to Angel Island, that's about two miles. If you're swimming west toward the Golden Gate Bridge, it may be a mile and a half. Is um is Angel Island another island? Another island, yeah. I mean, <laughs> bigger, bigger island. Is it okay? So yeah. named after the angels that live there. Yeah. <laughs> I suspect because I'm I know about escaping from prisons and swimming on massive stretches of water. Of course you do. Um, I think that Angel Island is probably the better option. I wouldn't be surprised. Golden Gate Bridge is swirly, <laughs> swirly, and currenty, <laughs> and. <laughs> Like There's w- probably a big tide. Uh, what do you call it? Tide. <laughs> like the yeah, tide. Yeah. <laughs> There's probably it's probably quite dangerous there. Yeah. So it's tidy like the tide. It must have a flat kind of calm section. <laughs> Surely. I reckon the fourth guy couldn't make it across because they ran out of goose grease. That's what it was. Yeah. Could be. Could be. Yeah. They yeah. Have you know, that, need they? a good coat of goose fat on you to know, swim yeah, there. Yeah. I don't think they would. Have oh, not a lot available in, in prison, I imagine. <laughs> In no, the film, I imagine Goose was on the menu. Yeah, in the film, at the menu they, was pretty um, good. But in the film, they blew up their, put air in their like trousers, <laughs> to, uh, after taking them off, obviously, to create a buoyancy, and then the credits come credits, <laughs> and they were never seen again or something came up. So that was a waste of time. Yeah. Well, I could tell you about the escape. It's, it's uh, quite ingenious. Oh, yeah, actually tell us the facts. I shall tell you the, what's, what's true, and, and then you can compare it to Clint Eastwood. To what I've just Enough made up. that hypothesis. <laughs> Let's get on with the facts. I can tell you first and foremost that it took about six, seven months of planning and Did preparation. Oh, wow. And they, they must have had a fair bit of collaboration. Six or seven yeah. months, you're either doing it very, very quietly or yeah. you're probably getting some help from other inmates. Yeah, I mean, I'll tell you, I'll, I'll tell you the, the details, but what immediately it reminded me of is the inmates at Colditz who built a glider in the attic of the, of the castle. <laughs> wow, wow. <laughs> you know, and, and I appreciate that they never actually flew it, but the, the whole... did it. Yeah. They managed to do that. That would have taken like, forever. Yeah. And it's, it just reminded me of that because it's so amazing what they did. So basically, I mean, you mentioned digging with the spoons. They used spoons and some saw blades... Mm-hmm. that they'd managed to get oh. to dig their way through the vents in their cells to make the vent holes larger. They even made an improvised drill from a vacuum cleaner motor. 
Um, now, that it turned out that wasn't incredibly effective and it was a bit noisy, so they didn't use it too much, but this is the kind of ingenuity that they were utilising. They made dummy heads, which I mentioned, from paper mache. They used concrete dust from the vent holes that they were digging out. Yeah. They painted it with paints from the... Um, like a prison workshop yep. thing, and they got human hair from the barber shop. They put that on to make yeah, it look yeah. realistic. Wow, wow. They were um, meant to be pretty realistic. These heads, weren't they? Like realistic yeah. enough for a guard to be in the same room as it and not know. Yeah, I mean they were utilised in the evenings and obviously then the night of the escape. So the guards are just walking past. They see a head of hair yeah. sticking out. And they've obviously just moved on without noticing. But if you look at the actual heads, like pictures of them available on the internet. They don't look all that, but I imagine, given the circumstances, they were convincing enough. That's all they need. And it would have been dark and yeah. yeah. Exactly. And I suppose when, if you're a guard walking down the corridor, looking into cells, you're expecting to see hair. a lump in the bed and yeah, a head with hair on it. Mm. Yeah, and something vaguely facey. <laughs> vaguely and, and facey. Yeah. It's got to look mm. really outrageously non-human for it yeah. to probably because you know, you're not expecting it. You're expecting no. to see the usual pattern. And you're also bed, pro- you're also probably not really looking. No. Much are you? No. You just uh, no one can lump, get off here anyway. lump yeah. in yeah. bed next. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. I can tell you that the Anglians named their heads. <laughs> their paper mache heads. One was called Oik, and the other was called Oscar. Yeah. It's quite fun. I'm, I'm yeah. guessing the reason for the first name. <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> one one can surmise. The, the Anglian brothers' cells were side by side, and. West and Morris had cells side by side quite nearby. So behind their cells, there was an unused utility corridor. So basically, they broke into the corridor. Mm. Now, from there, they climbed up to the top level of the prison cell block. And there was, um, again, an unused part of the prison. So they basically set themselves up a workshop in the prison. Oh, okay. So this wasn't on the night. They just found other areas that were unused that they could do stuff unnoticed. Yeah. So the, the idea was that basically they put their heads in the bed and then in the evenings after they were all locked in their cells and before lights Right, out, so it wasn't just for that night. They used the heads a lot. They used them a lot, yeah. Right, yeah. Okay. So they would, go, they would go through the vent opening, replace the vent opening, go up yep. to the workshop. And yep. in the workshop, they made uh, life jackets. They made a rubber raft. This rubber raft was six foot wide and 14 foot long. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so if anything they were aided by the notion that this was an inescapable prison because that sort yeah. of breeds a kind of complacency exactly no one's really you know exactly. thinking anyone could possibly escape yeah why because of it's it's, it's marketing yeah it's just marketing to say oh you can't escape yeah. in this it's the Titanic. so everyone the so Titanic everyone of prisons yeah yeah everyone says no oh, it's impossible but and therefore they don't try yeah i mean it was right yeah wasn't it we don't need to worry about people escaping because they can't. Yeah. And there had been a number of escape attempts beforehand and almost in almost all situations the people had either been immediately recaptured or had died in the attempt. No one has ever escaped from Alcatraz. And no one ever will. Yeah, right. So it wasn't necessarily marketing, but you could still... you could st- If you put that into people's minds of you cannot escape from mm. this, like, there'll be an element of who will go, yeah... I'm going to try, or but there'll be a large proportion. I'll say, oh, okay, then I won't, won't bother. <laughs> yes, yeah, not worth. And it. also, in the guards' experience, it's never happened. It's yeah. never gonna. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly right. So they made this massive raft. Mm. Um, they uh, they they basically they, they sewed all the seams together, and then they used the the heat from the the um, the pipes to melt 
to seal the scenes. God, they must have been hot. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was it was incredible. They stole a concertina from another prisoner to and pump they, it up to use as a bellows yeah, to pump it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's pretty clever, isn't it? I mean, it was, yeah. It was I'm guessing if it, did you say it was 18 feet long? Six foot by 14. Yeah. yeah. So that's, um, it couldn't have just, I can't believe that that was just for the four of them. Unless they really thought that sea was going to be quite rough and you need, you know. Well, yeah, I think they knew there wasn't, wasn't going to be a great crossing. Yeah. Um, well, I don't know, there might have been a kitchen and a, <laughs> uh, various Bedroom, yeah, it had a, <laughs> a theatre, ballroom, <laughs> uh, game, three restaurants, provisions for a few nights. Downstairs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was fully kitted out. So, picture the scene. Now, it's the night of the 11th, about 5.30, 6 o'clock. Yep. They put their heads in the bed. Everyone's confined to cells. Heads they, in the bed. Yep. They break through the vents into the utility corridor. They make their way up to the workshop. They gather up all their, all their gear. West struggling to get out of his cell. Yes. So one of the Anglian brothers tries to kick it in from the corridor. He can't break through. Yeah. What's basically happened is that the, he'd overcut the vent and it was falling out. So he used some basically a makeshift concrete to hold it back in and that had hardened oh, and course. basically he'd yeah, reset yeah. the vent. He'd made his, his cell safer than it, it was made it, before. Yeah, <laughs> it made it less penetrable. Yes. Right, right, yeah. So they couldn't get out. So he basically he went back to sleep. He knew he wasn't going to go anywhere. Um, so the three of them, they make their way up to the workshop. They gather up all their bits and pieces. They break through a ventilation shaft onto the roof with this raft and everything, mm-hmm. yet not inflated yet. They run about 100 foot across the roof. They climb down a vent pipe about 50 feet over two 12-foot barbed wire fences. Wow, wow. <laughs> with what, all this equipment. With all that. Wow, yeah. wow. Was there make, been like I'm, I'm, searchlights and people no. watching? Oh, right. Nothing. Okay. So they weren't we, dodging that. They, they went to an area that they found a blind spot along the shore that was basically out of the guard towers and the yes, yeah. controls. Yeah, yeah. Nobody's around. It's naughty time. With um, two 12-foot barbed wire walls and carrying an inflatable boat, <laughs> yeah. they must also have been armed with several very successful puncture repair kits. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, one would suppose. Yeah, it's, amazing. it's a miracle they got as far as they did. I mean, it's incredible. Yeah. It's yeah, quite absolutely. a feat. So they made their way down to the shore. They inflated the raft with the, the concertina. <laughs> I could just imagine the sound. This must have taken... <laughs> <laughs> must have taken ages, this, but... Absolutely. Uh, they reckon that they must have left about 11. So you're talking five, six hours yeah, by the yeah, time yeah. they actually mm, left the island. Sure. We're here, let's just hurry up and do this. And away they float towards Angel Island, about two miles. Yep. According to West, who was interviewed afterwards, the plan was to cross Angel Island, swim across the Raccoon Straits, which is a very short yep. piece of water, into Marin County, and then they would still close in a car and make their escape that way. But So there were no reports of any theft of clothes or cars for the following two weeks after mm. the escape. So if they used that plan, it didn't work. <laughs> yeah. Or they found other means of... Oh, they got across and found, oh, there's a car with the keys in it. That's just, mind you, that's still theft, I suppose. But I mean, it could, everyone's always assumed they never made it, but I don't know. Well, the FBI, who were investigating, obviously, 1979, they closed the case and they concluded almost immediately, um, even though they investigated until then, that they must have all died in in the water. Right. 
um, on the 14th of June, so third full day after the escape. The Coast Guard found a, a makeshift paddle. They'd made some paddles out of like wood from the workshop. Yeah. Found that floating in the bay. Um, and they also, on the same day, another boat found a wallet which had been put inside a plastic bag. And in the wallet were basically all the names and addresses of the, the Anglin's relatives. So they assumed, well, they're not going to leave that. They must have yeah, found and that's sure, the possessions yeah. floating in the boat. A week right. went by and then they found raincoats on the beach and a life jacket made from the same raincoat material. And they presumed that this had come from the, the raft they'd made sure. out of Seems yeah, fair many enough. raincoats. The life jacket was found like literally like yards offshore by a, a prison boat. Yep. So they're assuming that after two weeks, this stuff's found floating in the bay. They, they must have died in the bay. Don't know, really. I mean, they might have just chucked all that stuff in as yeah, they be climbed ashore. Yeah. All your raincoat materials, you're not going to take them with you. Because mm. they're not no. even useful as raincoats. No. Yeah. Life jacket, you don't need yeah. that, do you? No. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I suspect the we're not... The wallet is a slightly... Well, that's a bit weird because yeah. he probably had that to literally list all the addresses that he... Yeah, but wouldn't remember. Could have genuinely fallen out of the boat. It might have been rough mm. water and fallen out and lost it without realising. Sure. It could have been. Yeah. I mean, I suspect we're not cracking the case <laughs> yeah, by going. Yeah, actually, they probably could have survived. Um, yeah, nothing there, and they probably died <laughs> within half an hour. But <laughs> the minute they put their feet in the water. <laughs> Ooh, I mean, that's cold. Isn't it? <laughs> Let's go. Oh, oh it's freezing. <laughs> I have a picture there of them. Going down to the water, I'm in running quickly back with their toes in the air. <laughs> that is freezing. <laughs> what time of year was it? Have you been? It was in June. There? It was June, so yeah. it was. It wasn't like, the warmest like time for the bay, but it was. It probably would have been pretty warm in in, in the air, but the sea or the yeah. Ocean is the warmest in something like September or something. It's had a whole summer of being yeah. heated, yeah. kind of. But the it still would have been cold, wouldn't it? Yeah. There's been lots of conjecture about whether they could have made it if they swam. I would say that um, in December, Mark Hugh, December of 1962, another inmate called John Paul Scott, he escaped and he swam from Alcatraz to Fort Point, which is the southern end of the Golden Gate Bridge. Okay. Yeah. Like I say, about a mile and a half, maybe a yep. little bit more. Um, he made he made water wings out of rubber gloves to make his escape. Yep. Now, he was found um, the next morning on the shoreline and he had, was suffering from exhaustion and hypothermia. Sure, yeah. It was December, not June. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, he was basically, he was went, sent to hospital and then basically straight back of to course, Alcatraz yeah, again. Yeah. But I can tell you that that route is currently used every year as part of the annual Escape from Alcatraz Triathlon. Yeah, that's quite, I mean, that's quite a good idea. That, yeah, yeah. So, Just as well they closed it because people are now training to escape. Well, exactly. Yeah. I mean, if, if, if people that's are true. paying admission to line up on the side yeah, of a boat, yeah. jump in and swim, then it's well, clearly also, doable even yeah. for the Also, yeah, they're happy if it's apparently apparently dangerous. The, they're happy for people to do it. They would have signed off so much insurance that, yeah, yeah, they all died this, yeah. this year. You don't have to give out the medals. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the uh, yeah. the winner is our only survivor. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
the second annual triathlon will not be proceeding as planned due to the <laughs> annihilation the of the previous We're all entrance. eaten. <laughs> um, so it is. It's definitely a doable thing, but yeah. but they that's for trained athletes, I suppose, or yeah. as opposed to prisoners who haven't been outside for several years. Well, there is that. There is that. But the Anglin brothers as well, they um, they were known to be very, very strong swimmers. When they were youths, they would swim Lake Michigan while there's still still ice on the surface, so it was freezing cold. Right. Oh, so well, they were, no, swimming in cold water was something that they were very adept at. Right. So okay. it's possible that, yeah, that they'd retain that even through their certainly increases their chances. Yeah. I'm not sure Morris would have fared quite as well. Right, right. How did um you know Adam West? Adam no, not Adam West. <laughs> What's he called? Alan West. Alan West. Nearly. Did he just squeal uh, upon? Because he's in the, you know, yeah. he could have just kept quiet and Maybe said, he got "I'm a nice room at the end of the corridor." I'm not, <laughs> I'm not part of that gang. It's fine. Or did well, he just go? <laughs> he claimed that the whole plan was his idea. Right. Of course. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> right, okay. Obviously, we're dealing with the superior intelligence. So he, the reason why we know all this information is because of him. Yeah, he basically he came up with the whole story afterwards, what the plan was and everything else. Did he come up with the idea of the boat and the stuff before or after they were found? <laughs> I know, yeah. I mean, he could because there's could, always the possibility he, could, he fabricated the entire story well, from saying, the yeah. fragments that he was told. The uh, yeah. life jacket and the fourteen foot. He could have literally yeah. made all of that. Uh, I yeah. would have been going with him if I hadn't have sealed my own cell up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, he um, he made a life size Titanic. <laughs> he was obviously his, the, the the damage to the cell showed that he was part of the oh, conspiracy because right. he had the oh, same damage to his cell. Yeah. But he basically he told them the whole story, or he told them a version of the whole story, in return for which he didn't face any further charges. He wasn't prosecuted for the attack. Oh, okay. Okay. Right. Was his face the one that was called Porky? Was it oink? Porky? <laughs> How did you get that? Oink. oink. I thought it was oink. 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 Like a oh, I thought it was sound oink. Pig he squealed. I thought it. Oh, he sorry. squealed. I See? thought it was oink. Like a somewhere at the bottom a of that yom. mess. There's a gap. I don't think that's American. An oink. Well, no, that's, that's, well, a, that's an English thing. I don't know. Yeah, that's, is it? That's definitely oink. an English thing. Oink. An oink. Oh, yeah. I thought you said oink, not oink. oink For the benefit of our overseas listeners, an yes. oink is a Turkish lad. Is a tyke. Yeah, <laughs> a young tyke. He is. He's a a cad, ruffian, a, a bounder. Yeah. Oh right. Okay. Oink. All right. Fine. Oink. I'll yeah. allow it. <laughs> <laughs> Most gracious. <laughs> Thank you, Carol Vorderman. <laughs> for the benefit of Anglo-centric <laughs> reference. <laughs> Not for anything particular, no, you know, it's irrelevant to the entire discussion, but just thank you, Carol Vorderman. <laughs> yes, thank you. I've met her. Thanks, Carol. I've met Carol Vorderman. Uh, okay. Is there anything more to that? Not really. No, she's, it's, she's, it's written all over your face. That's all we need to know. Yeah. She's wearing well. That's all I'm saying. Okay. Well done. And she can. she's good at adding. <laughs> adding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, if the Anglin brothers are such strong swimmers, etc., etc., yes, could they have made it? Hmm. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Well, I can tell you, there's been obviously 
things being as they are, whenever something is unresolved, mm. people say, oh, I saw them. Yeah, sure. They yeah, are alive yeah. and well. But did yeah. they need to swim it in a boat? Well, there's, there's, <laughs> there's a few things there because, number one, they were in a raft. And even if the raft capsized and they had to swim could yeah. they have swum yeah possibly sure. probably especially if people are now doing it for fun yeah, yeah. exactly yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but there's another thing as well because in 1993 um, a man named John Leroy Kelly confessed on his deathbed mm-hmm. uh, that he and an accomplice were waiting in a boat in the bay yep. and they fished the three escapees out of the water and helped them escape although he also then said that they had double-crossed them and killed them and buried them at the side of the highway in order to get some $40,000 in money that had been given to the families for the purpose of the rescue. They basically, they they took money to get them out and then they killed them and took the money. Oh, okay. That was his confession. Now, in and of itself, this being a criminal, criminal's lie. Mm. Yes. But that does corroborate a story at the time because they said that uh, the boat that they were in, they, they, uh, they'd freshly painted the boat white a few days before they picked him out of the bay now at the time there was a off-duty policeman named uh, robert chechi and he was sat in his car above the bay about midnight he said he reported at the time that he saw a a white boat in the bay with no lights on and they were shining a torch onto the water the next day when he heard about the escape he reported that um, and he was questioned apparently for days by the fbi and he reported in uh, 2016 to the reporter Dan Noyes that the FBI told him let's make this go away and just bury it. Don't tell anybody. So maybe they were fished out of the water after all. Right, right. But the general consensus of the legend is that they just, well, drowned or they never yeah. made it. The FBI closed the case in 1979, as I say, saying that they drowned and they were swept out to sea. The US Marshals have still got a warrant for their arrest because they took over the case from the FBI because yeah. of fugitives, you know. Yep. That warrant expires in 2030 when all three will be over 100 years old. <laughs> <laughs> well, they'll be in the clear after that. We'll be fine. <laughs> yeah. I'm 101. I'm, I'm assuming the FBI have, have bothered to follow the money, as they say. Because if these guys got the $40,000... Where did that money well, come from? Yeah, I don't quite get that either. No, from the, the families fam- of the convicts. But if the fam- Allegedly. Well, they just clubbed together. Yeah. And, and, I mean, that's quite a lot of money. Yeah. To, yeah, just... Can you chip in? Yeah. Well, yeah, definitely. I don't <laughs> understand families. how killing them meant that they still got the money. Well... I'll be honest, I don't have all the details right. of that story. <laughs> it's a flaw in the But like most of the yeah, stories that float around, they are, you know, <laughs> you could you can ask questions enough to poke holes quite quickly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's another, there's a similar story whereby um, there's a man who claimed, a man named Fred Britsey, who claimed that he, uh, who knew the Anglo Brothers, he claimed he saw them in Brazil <laughs> in the <laughs> 1970s. Was they they had were, photographic evidence of weren't it. Weren't they hang, staying at the hotel owned by Lord Lucan? <laughs> yeah. yeah, and you know, Elvis was um, played there every night. <laughs> it's possible, it, but uh, yeah, he had photos of them, and the family said it looked like it was it was them. 
but they were wearing sunglasses and things and the photos said it was hard to make a Jesus. 100% <laughs> but like anything else you know it's a bit of a long shot yeah but uh, yeah it I, must okay. have been them because it was two guys who looked nothing like them <laughs> who wore yeah. sunglasses two guys in sunglasses that, must that be proves them. it must be them I mean Alcatraz as an institution it's fascinating I can tell yeah. you some of the former inmates, obviously, it's hugely famous because of people they didn't want to escape. Yes? Yes. So who who do you know who's who spent time in Alcatraz? Uh, we all know Al Capone. Al Capone, yes. Do we? The great tax evader. Didn't know that. Oh, he was there. Oh, yes, definitely. Al Capone meets Alcatraz. That's why if I was the judge, <laughs> I would have said that. <laughs> Quite when right, I was too. giving him the... Guilty verdict. Al Capone meet Alcatraz. <laughs> that would have been great. That would have been the front page. I know, yeah. That would yeah. have been the headline maker. The New York Times. I wonder what Al Capone is in Mexican. Pelican <laughs> killer. <laughs> Pelican. Pelicant. <laughs> Pelicant. <laughs> uh, we've mentioned someone already who was one of the earlier inmates in the previous oh, podcast. So we have. have we? Yeah. yeah, yeah. In, other, in another episode. Yeah, another famous rap star. <laughs> um... Sure. M- Machine Gun Kelly. Yeah. Machine Gun Kelly. Yeah, right. Oh, okay. He was so there. hang on, which one? <laughs> <laughs> George Kelly Barnes. That's right. Right, oh, okay. He was in there. Um, seems seems quite a long for him and for Al Capone. Seems quite a long way to send them in the sense of geographically haven't they got nearer prisons? Well, Whitey Bulger was head of a Boston crime gang. He was, yeah, yeah. the other side of the country. He was he in went Alcatraz. there, did he? Yeah, yeah. Right. I mean, it was originally Alcatraz was a fortress. It was it was built as a civ- I think a civil war yeah. fort to command the the bay. Yeah, right, yeah. Right, right. So because of its isolation and its you know basically you can't get to it and therefore can't get out of it. It yep. was it was for isolation in the inescapable prison. That was the point. Yeah, sure. So anyone the most dangerous criminals or the people who tried to escape a lot, that's where they went. So yeah. mob bosses like Whitey Bulger, Mickey Cohen, mm-hmm. they were incarcerated there. You've heard of the Birdman of Alcatraz. Mm. Yes. Robert Stroud. He was there, obviously. But um, he wasn't a Birdman when he was at Alcatraz. <laughs> <laughs> he was called the Birdman before he went to Alcatraz. Oh, that's funny. He was called the Birdman of. Wherever he went, yeah. But nothing. Well, <laughs> the Birdman of nowhere. We can't put it... Oh, finally. We can add a thing on the end. He reared birds when he was at Leavenworth. So he was the Birdman of Leavenworth. Yeah, he wasn't allowed to. Ke- yeah, <laughs> he wasn't allowed to keep birds at Alcatraz. Right, the not rearing oh, Birdman. Another movie of Alcatraz. <laughs> yeah, the Birdman of Leavenworth. The unlicensed Birdman of Alcatraz. <laughs> <laughs> also, there's um, Arthur Barker of the, the Arthur Mar Barker. Barker, the Mar Barker gang. Right, he was there. Uh, he was known as Doc, and he was part of the Barker Carpis gang. So after the fall of the Barker gang. The Barker Carpus gang uh, took over. So it was a bro- one of the brothers, Arthur, Doc Barker, and he joined up with Alvin Carpus, also known as Creepy Carpus. Right. Carpus was the longest serving inmate at Alcatraz. He was there for 26 years. Wow. Until um, Senator Bobby Kennedy closed the prison in 1963. Did he? Because it was only running for 29 years. <laughs> yeah. So he was there for almost the entire almost history. Yeah. Bobby yeah. Kennedy closed it. Didn't Bobby he? Kennedy closed it because it was it was expensive. I mean, the mainland prisons would cost like four dollars a day per prisoner, and Alcatraz cost ten dollars a day per prisoner. Right. 
Because of the tolls. Well, the food was the ferry tolls. Because <laughs> of the, the ferry tolls. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I can tell you that um, it's an interesting aside. There's, uh, you know the, the title Public Enemy Number 1? Yes. That was made up by J. Edgar Hoover as a publicity stunt for the FBI. There were four people who were given the title Public Enemy Number 1. Dillinger, Pretty Boy Floyd, Babyface Nelson and Alvin Karpis. Three of them you've heard of. They were all shot dead by the FBI in 1934. I think Kennedy can count. It can only be one, one number one. Well, yeah. They, I think they each one took over from the last. Oh, okay. um, Inherited. So Dillinger, Pretty Boy Floyd, Babyface Nelson, they were all shot and killed by the FBI in 1934. Alvin Karpis, the one you haven't heard of. Yes. He surrendered. <laughs> he, he gave up in uh, 1934 again. That was the end of the age of the big gang names. Okay. And um, he surrendered. And the, the FBI was so surprised that he surrendered, they were sure they were going to kill him, that nobody brought any handcuffs. <laughs> okay. So they had to tie his hands with a necktie well, <laughs> to take him in. That's quite good, isn't it? Right, okay. Here's, here's another tangent. <laughs> you know the film The Rock? I'm aware of it. Was that about a specific escape, or was that just a made-up load of rubbish? <laughs> that was a made-up load of rubbish, was it? in okay. every sense. Was it? It just happened to be set on The Rock. Was it as made-up as the accent that Sean Connery <laughs> affected throughout... In all his movies. <laughs> throughout that movie. The Rock. <laughs> the Rock. Pretty sure he played it as an as an American. He wouldn't have played it as a Scotsman, would he? No, he was supposed to be. I think English, certainly was British, he? maybe okay. Scots. Um, that was all just rubbish, was it? Just a yeah. film. I yeah, don't know. it was based. The, the premise of the Rock is that a bunch of like Navy SEALs or something steal a <laughs> bio sorry, I forgot weapon. About that bit. <laughs> so yeah, I thought it was just. It was. A, <laughs> it was nonsense. Oh, yeah. sorry, I completely forgot. It was a complete. <laughs> The army yeah. attack. No, it was complete horse water of the highest order. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, yeah. <laughs> Rubbish. Don't know what I'd forgotten about that bit. I thought it was just a, him just foiling. The story of, of Sean Connery breaking into a, no, an well, abandoned him prison. Foiling an escape or something. I've forgotten it was this all-out <laughs> attack of, of something. Strange <laughs> enough, I haven't watched it since. Yeah. No, I, when, I bet, hang on. Right, I'm gonna. I'm going to guess when it came out. Oh dear. And I'm going to say, on the basis that I probably watched it, I wouldn't be surprised if I saw it in the cinema. Oh, God, well, that was brilliant. Um, Ed, Ed Harris, Nicolas Cage. I'm going to say 93. 1996. Was it? It was, it was quite late, that. It's too late. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's annoying. It's not that annoying. That's a, oh yeah, yeah, Michael Bay. Oh God. Michael Bay. Michael Bay. He's bloody awesome. He's got a lot to answer for. Who else was in it? I'll tell you who's in it. Michael Bean, who was from Terminator and Aliens. He's a great actor. He should have been in the Nicolas Cage part. <laughs> My money. And Ed Harris, of course. Ed Harris, oh, who's yeah, got the best oh shit expression in, in <laughs> acting history. <laughs> and Lost Leo, a lot of money. Leo McGarry's in it. From West Wing. <laughs> Music by Hans Zimmer. In the shape of John Spencer. Oh, was it Hans Zimmer? Produced by Brooke Heimer. I used to do his website. A lot of money. Is this all off up. your head? Top of your head? Yes, off the top of my head. <laughs> Very good. You're good at producers of rubbish films. <laughs> yeah, not good ones, though. <laughs> That's all for this time. If you want to know more about what we've discussed over the course of this episode, just Google it or something. You can see daily true crime updates on our Facebook, Twitter or Instagram. 
You can email us or you can support the show with a PayPal donation. And links to all of those are on our website at truecrimediary.co.uk. Don't forget to send us a review or post one in your podcast service if you can. And all five-star reviews will get a shout-out on a future episode. Join us next time when we'll be similarly discussing and digressing on another event in true crime history. Until then, my thanks to Jared and Rue. My name's Mark and we'll see you on the next date in our True Crime Diary.